Hello and welcome to Edging on Edging on Edging on Multiplicity, a podcast where three (laughs) (laughs) Michael Keaton genealogists are gathered to once again analyze the 1996 cinematic cinematic classic Multiplicity in 10-minute increments. I am your host, Sam. I'm Adam. And I am Drew. And today we watched minutes, what was this? This was 70 to 80. 80. Ah, it's close. Well, certainly an interesting 10 minutes tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um, Adam. I, I, I want to say I don't know where to start. I do know where to start at the beginning of the, beginning of the, the, the 10 minutes, but uh, it, the end it, of the 10 minutes is the one that really draws you in this one. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot of questions to discuss in the ending of the 10 minutes, but there's still some... Uh, there's still some problems we need to talk about with the opening, too. Yeah, there, there, there's still seven minutes of preamble. Yeah. I know that we're trying our hardest to just, like, focus down on the intro, but the last six minutes of this ten-minute chunk are so overshadowing of the other ten minutes, though, that it's very difficult to try and focus our attention in a chronological order. Like, yes. it feels like a sitcom episode. This feels like it would have been a great... 20 minute uh, episode in just some other like series. I love that you say that because that can wrangle us back to the beginning because the first thing I wrote down was that the garage set feels like a sitcom set. There's nothing real about it. it it's. You walk in, it's like, here's our boombox because we're cool. <laughs> this is where we got the Lakers poster. It just we're cool. oozes set designers. It There's not an ounce of humanity in there. It looks like something that just someone is paid to, to put in. We, we went to a Goodwill. We bought some uh, some clothes, some blankets. We we're just gonna throw them all over the place. Uh, well, got a couch. What's it, a bachelor pad look like? <laughs> it's just so unorganic looking. Inorganic looking. Yeah, the reason yeah. is very heavy handed. I don't visual storytelling. Visual storytelling. But audio storytelling is what rounds out our conversation about Disney World that we uh, left off on the last episode with, as. Uh, Doug, proving that he still hasn't learned a damn thing, suggests to Andy McDowell that she and him leave their children and go on a multiple-day cruise with Walt out to Catalina, probably to swing. I'm so glad that he finally made the bold choice to just leave his kids out of the plans this time. He's done that the entire movie so far. Now he's really doubling down. But, on but it. before it's been more like incidental. Now it's very now it's it's very opaque. Yes, because Andy McDowell says we have lives. We both have jobs. We have a family. He's like, come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> She's like, oh, it's not like you have clones to take care of the children. That would be absolutely ridiculous. And then he has to bite his tongue because. As clever viewers of this podcast might realize, Michael Keaton does have clones in this movie. He, in fact, has a couple of clones. Yeah, it's 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 kind of a plot device that comes up here. It's something there. that only real fans will know. It's a little Easter egg here where Amos left us. Then, yeah. then we get another fabulous mode of Michael Keaton improv as he says to Andy McDell, you're the one who always says, let's go. You always say, let's go to Ecuador. <laughs> <laughs> does she always say that, Mike? <laughs> That's her, that's, her, uh, that's her catchphrase. Did you not hear her? She said it a couple times in the movie already. Oh, yeah. I'm not pencil. I didn't hey, know down this episode. It's called Let's Go to Echo. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think we can all agree that this is about the point where the cloning officially starts blowing up in Doug's face. 
Yeah, like, there's actual <laughs> really? repercussions. Just I now, so. I think this is the part where where you can truly identify and not, pinpoint not, a specific time and place. Not the not the old lady who swallowed the spider part, where he just keeps throwing clones <laughs> at problems until there's more clones than humans on Earth. That's a good way of describing this. The old lady who swallowed the fly problem. We know that the clones are negatively impacting his home life because after their argument. Andy McDowell goes to the bathroom and slams the door, which, I mean, in real life, you know, there's, they still have to, you know, get into bed together. That's not the end of that conversation. But in movie logic, you know, you just slam the door, perfect scene transition. So we assume nothing else happened that entire night. You know what? Throughout this entire minute chunk, this entire ten minute chunk, we got some real spicy dissolves through every single scene <laughs> transition. And I gotta say, it felt very, like, Star Wars-y. I was gonna say, I wanted to be brave and do that, like, wipe and dissolve. Yeah, yeah, why not go all hog wild on it? Dissolve works fine. I get it. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just a little distracting when it's every fucking transition in a specific time frame. That was some good shaving effects. Yes, yeah, so I say that green screen here is, is interesting. Uh, this is one of the things that we do have some insight into from the uh, special included Laserdisc exclusive literature. <laughs> Uh, they actually show how this uh, scene was green screened. What they did was they used a green screen. Yeah, they used a green screen. And if you look really closely, the green screen artifacts are super obvious. <laughs> <laughs> how many green screens did it take to get three Michael Keatons in the same room, though? It had to have taken at least two. Two it, green screens. It's not like terrible green screening. It's just no, that... It's it, it's just that it's like before they really knew how to get rid of all the green. Like you can still tell that he's got like a bit of a green glow across them. Yeah, there's the color tint in the '90s when green screens like started becoming like the the gold standard. That there's just color tint problems just throughout. Even big budget movies had it in the '90s. I'll let that slide. Just yes, yes. What makes it all the worst is that this scene is uh, the three Doug clones that are all shaving together in the same mirror. So that's six images of Michael Keaton that are Whoa. green screened. Six graven images. <laughs> yes, so you can see the green forward, backwards, side to side. Oh boy. Okay. I want to talk about this really quick because this is going to sound really bizarre by today's standards. And I'm not making this up at all. I know you two know that I'm not because you witnessed it with me. <laughs> the second Doug refers to the fourth Doug, yes. who's a little erratic, refers to him as Rain Man. Uh, Rain Man Doug. For those of you who might not know who Rain Man is, Rain Man is a character who's a little... Is he autistic? Is that... I think he's autistic. It's autistic. the implication. Yeah, so... Yay. <laughs> we got that. So yeah, duh, Double D straight up calls for uh, Rain Man Doug, and... Now we have to live with that. Which would be funnier if he was, like, Rain Man, where he could, like, count toothpicks on the floor and shit. But no, they, they're just using it insultingly. And it'd be which... funny, it'd, be, it'd also be a bit funnier if it weren't for the fact that since we don't really have a nickname for four yet, that's what we've almost just kind of, we, we keep slipping into calling him that. It's hard, it's not our fault. It's not our fault at all. We... Leave me out of this. Drew. Sorry, just Drew. Oh, yeah. no, Drew I was trying to cover further. for him, but... Drew went a step further. He used a way more derogatory name than Rain Man. Yeah. I did not. He called him, uh... Yeah, that's the, right, Adam. Chumley. No, not Chumley. What the hell's the kid from Diary of the Wimpy Kid? Rowley. Fanboy Rowley. Chum -chum? Yeah, oh. no. yeah, I called him Fanboy <laughs> and Chum Chum. Doug. He's so stupid. He's two people. Huh. What if they made a Fanboy and Chum Chum live action remake in 2022? Starring Michael Keaton. 
That's fanboy and chum chum. That's both, yeah. They're gonna, they're gonna bring him back from the original series because he was both of them in the original series. And imagine just fanboy, but with the uh, eyebrows of Michael Keaton. Ugh. Imagine. I mean, nobody wanted to make that show, right? Nobody was passionate about no. getting fanboy and chum chum made. It's it's the most background show I've ever seen in my life. It's like the kind of thing that you could you could put fanboy and chum chum on a TV in the background of a sitcom. And everyone would assume it was just for that, made for the sitcom. Uh, then Doug does something very admirable as... Uh, Doug admirable? Yes, I was being sarcastic. Oh, Admiral Doug, yes. Yeah, Admiral Doug. But Doug, really, I have to hand it to him, the ballsiness as he goes to visit his clones, and then he calls uh, Doug Trio out... Uh, he says, look, I've got to go on a business trip, so uh, I need you to uh, take over my domestic life day and night now. And not have sex with my wife. Yeah. Yes. But he says, I'm going on a business trip, and instantly uh, all three of them, even four, see through that because, of course, D uh, Double D handles all the business. <laughs> so Doug... It just has to look like an asshole and say, like, I need to get out of here. I need some time to myself. I'm going to go on a boat cruise with possible swingers and go out to Catalina completely by myself. That side plot was definitely removed, but you know it was there. Can we talk about the fact that he continues to push and push and take more from these damn clones? He spent the entire past 20 uh, minute chunks... Of just just relaxing and having time with himself to himself. Did you know Robert Zemeckis said that the the clones were an analog for the working class, whereas Michael Keaton one is the proletariat. Zemeckis said that. Yeah, Robert Zemeckis said that. The man who had nothing to do with this movie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dude, he reviewed it. Oh, okay. When Robert Zemeckis was talking about this movie, he said that's what it means. Okay, I, I trust Robert Zemeckis. I forgot Robert Zemeckis didn't make this. Who was, who was I thinking of? Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis, the same man. Yes. <laughs> one in the same. We are one in the same, like Janus, the two-faced god. You guys just let me sit here earlier and talk about how... I was watching the video about Robert Zemeckis VFX, and I was going, Oh, oh yeah, that's what I thought that's this. what you were talking, you were talking about. about. Yeah, I thought you were talking about Robert Zemeckis, too. Yeah, for those of you who obviously weren't flies on the walls here, Sam was going on and on about Multiplicity Star uh, <clears throat> of the of the director's chair, Robert Zemeckis. Star of the director's the chair. chair. I say, <laughs> fuck you. I haven't embarrassed myself at all this episode, so I'm loving watching you two fry in a pan like uh, the steak in a Ponderosa. No, they aren't frying those steaks, Drew. No, on a they're, pan. Not, they're not frying those in a pan. Dude, they use hair dryers on that shit. <laughs> But that would insist that would they only, suggest that they get a nice sear to them. Adam, they only break out the hair dryers if it's too cold outside to use the asphalt. <laughs> it's that good uh that good concrete smell. They pop open the hood of the manager's Dodge Avenger. <laughs> plop them right on the engine block. One if uh, somebody wants theirs really rare, they'll just have uh, Toby get out the lighter that he uses to melt down his crack in the bathroom and just give it a light graze. Melt down his crack? Yeah. <laughs> what if he was sitting in a Ponderosa and there's like a PA system, like an airplane, just here? Is there any chefs in the restaurant? <laughs> Please. 
please. If there are any licensed chefs in the restaurant, please come to the kitchen. Oh, and they have to issue a statement that there's no need to panic to, just, uh, just to feel more realistic. Does anyone know how to cook a steak? <laughs> there's no need to read me, read me alarm. Okay, so Michael Keaton continues to sail with Walt. We got to jump back for a second. Uh, the uh, slapstick of four hitting the wall was very good. Some very good physical comedy on Michael Keaton's part. What are you talking? Wait, what? Did... Four runs face. You know, this is scene where four whips around and runs face first into a wall. Did that happen, Adam? Yeah. Yeah. And there was it like wasn't a really, funny. There was a no. There was a great clunk sound. It was good. I enjoyed it. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm not one to tell you that you can't enjoy certain things because everyone's different. Hmm. But if you laughed at that. Genuinely, I lose a little respect for you. Wow, okay. it's not your fault. You Sam were born is, that way. Sam is such a multiplicity apologist. <clears throat> it infuriates me. It's it's. I'm not gonna deny it. It's, Nervously taps fingers on the desk. <laughs> well, I gotta tap my underneath so you can't pick it up in the mic. I say it's you probably be a sweat coming off your brow. He wasn't even tapping his own fingers. They were mine. Really, now, give me my hand back. But now, just to prove to you that I can follow the conversation, the sailing outfit is really good. <laughs> mm, I'll give you that. Oh one. my that, gosh. That's a discussion that we can have. That is the most 90s summer dad outfit I've ever seen. So he's got the blue polo, the red jacket, yeah. the sunglasses with the strap. So what you're saying is he is ready for White Boy Summer 2021. Oh yes, that plain blue baseball cap. And he's very red already. Mm. Oh yeah. He is so red in this 10 minutes in particular. It's, it, he has it's those so sunglasses that are just like... I'm sorry to jump back to the outfit, but those sunglasses I, I, I deserve some a, a bit of discussion. They're like, they're not, they're not just round. They're just that, like the worst possible shape they could be. Yeah, they look, um, they look feminine. Like you gotta find you gotta find sunglasses that suit your facial shape. Those, those aren't doing it for Michael Keaton. I'm sorry to say. Speaking of which, uh, who's the blonde thirty-year-old woman that's palling around with Walt? That's his wife. Is it? Did did it's he never, say? Is it specified? I don't know. No, they they don't. Because I mean, bullshitting. they're cuddling. They're close. They're cuddling. What were they fucking cuddling? When he's steering the boat, she's like up, uh, up like nuzzling him. Oh. Can I ask you, what was, uh, what was Michael Keaton doing? What was Doug doing? Oh, uh, in an absolutely hysterical scene where Michael Keaton is, once again, showing off his acting chops. He's leaning over the side of the boat and going, Ugh! 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 What I like about this scene, too, is how it's exactly as long as it needs to be. Mm -mm. No, none of that no, matters. That, that does states, not have to be. Doesn't our states welcome I, for a second? I disagree. Oh, Fuck you're being sarcastic. You're being sarcastic. Okay. I, I am. Okay. okay. The music is 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 so loud mm. for no reason. It, it sounds like music from Waterworld. It's like way too fucking <laughs> yeah, that's excited. Exactly, oh, that's wait a exactly what it is. Is that the joke? I hope I, this came out before or before. Yeah, this, this came out okay. much before Waterworld. Oh yeah, you're just right, like right, two right. years. Yeah, but, Waterworld was '98. Yeah, but Waterworld wasn't a glint in Kevin Costner's penis by this point. Yeah, that scene needs to be cut. Like, there's nothing of value there. It's not funny. It doesn't push the characters along. It doesn't push the plot <laughs> forward. It doesn't establish anything at all. It's I've, not even good to look at. I've got an idea about why the music was so loud. Why? Possibly to cover up how bad Michael Keaton's fake vomit <laughs> noises were. That's true. <gasps> Maybe they should have got Robert Zemeckis in to say cut. <laughs> it's more than Harold Ravis can do, I guess. Who is this blonde lady with Walt? Sugar Baby? 
I don't think it matters. I think it does. I think Did it she really have more than the one line. I think it radically alters. Uh, no, she has like a couple lines coming up, but I think she's had only one line up to now. But it radically changes the context of this cruise. If she's his wife, this was definitely a swinger trip. I gotta apologize, guys. I, I can't believe I just I just insinuated that something in this movie, a detail in this movie, didn't matter. Because <laughs> of course, every frame of painting. I I, I, just, I do I, I do also think though there was like some some sort of weird implication that kind of threw the scenes that did not make it the movie somehow. I, I find it hard to believe there are any scenes here. It seems like we're seeing everything edited in camera, perhaps. I find but, it hard to believe the fact that we're trying to figure out a side character's side character's backstory. <laughs> and I don't know why. Point. Walt's barely even a character in the movie. He does it's, sail, it's, though. But I want him to be a character. It's Brian Doyle Murray. Th- there's you, some... you want him to be a cameo. You don't want him to be a character. As much yeah, as I, a... I enjoy his cameos in Harold Ramis films. That's an important distinction. I think that's very fair. This movie simultaneously, like, some scenes feel like they are edited in camera. Whereas other scenes, it feels like there's just 20 minutes of context that are completely missing. Like, how how is it such a jumble? I don't know how there's all this stuff on the cutting room floor that could have provided me context and character development, but we kept in that minute and a half fucking <laughs> sailing scene. I don't get it. I'd love to see all the deleted footage for this movie. I'm sure there's plenty. <laughs> oh, to be a worm on that cutting room floor. You could make a sequel out of it. What if you got all the original footage to multiplicity and, and just kind of using a reverse of the text and techniques used to make the movie? Make a version where it's just I'm Michael sorry. Keaton. I, I burped during that take, so can we just get a fresh one of that, Sam? Leave that whole thing in, Adam. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm genuinely very embarrassed, and I feel very bad about that. I'll cover it with a louder burp. How about that? <laughs> okay. And you completely forget what I was saying. You were saying that uh, multiplicity is very jumbled. Yeah, we're talking about cutting room floor. The yeah. You wanted to cut of multiplicities. Cuts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> you wanted the Snyder cut of multiplicity, is what you were saying. Yeah, the Snyder cut, essentially. The, release the, the Ramus cut. cut. <laughs> the Zemeckis cut. Release the Zemeckis cut of multiplicity. Oh, no, I'm, okay. What are you waiting for? I was thinking a Garfield minus Garfield kind of thing, where it's just Michael Keaton, but they take all the clones out. Huh. And he's just going through major personality shifts because of the stress in his life. You know what? Yeah. That actually and sounds so he, kind of interesting. He just, <laughs> he just crashed into the attic, and he's like... What are you guys doing in here? It's so loud! Just and there's just German. music There's just, just music playing frame. and two women standing in there. <laughs> no, you know what? They're not even there. They're not real either. It's just the single frame that we're looking at from his point of view. You know, what if, what if part of the problem with this movie is that they, they did edit it in camera, where every scene is shot in order. So Michael Keaton delivers a line, then rips his clothes off, gets redressed, runs to the next position, <laughs> delivers the other side of the line. That would explain why this film had a budget of, what, $50 million? Some crazy shit? They had to spend extra 30? days? It, whatever it was, it was a lot for what we got. Are we ready to jump to the nice bedroom scene? Oh. Because I'd love to talk about this part. So, Laura, the, 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 based on the cutting of this, Laura goes to the bathroom angry, slams the door, then the next time we see her, she's coming out of the bathroom and let yes. Which leads us to believe she was in the bathroom for the last 24 hours. Yes, I mean, we don't see what happens in between. So she walks out, we get the shot that's very clear that despite the fact that Michael Keaton has done nothing in the past how long to endear her, 
like week at least. Yeah. They've been fighting and she's been very confused by his erratic behavior. She comes out, the saxophone starts playing, she's saying her Duh. She's wearing that negligee. Duh. It's, it's just clear it's what's really on her just mind. too much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, then we get to the most uncomfortable improv scene in the entire movie. Oh gosh. I said earlier that Robert's Max needed to come in and say cut. They should have cut this scene after five seconds, maybe? No, yes. I don't think it needed to happen at all. We could have got some hint of suggestion, but what happens on screen, on camera, is bizarre. I've never seen anything like this. I've so, never seen a, like someone stumble across, stumble through improv while getting their dick jacked off. It's, it's so incredible. So, so original Doug, of course, is sailing and vomiting over the side of the boat. So Which, the, two, the, the two is, in, is, is or three, three. sorry. Yep. Three is, Doug uh, Trio. Is is at home pretending to be him. Laura wants to get down to Pound Town, so he respecting the first rule, the uh, good rule, the yeah, great the great rule, rule fabulous, wonderful rule, Doug, is trying as hard as he can to get Laura to not Have jerk him off under the covers. <laughs> no, God, Laura, stop jerking me off. And so, of course, as we all know, no means no. So Laura Wait a gets off of him. I and didn't even think about the implication there. Did yeah. You, did she just rape a clone? She just raped his clone. Oh, my God. He says no, like, ten times. and Actually, he doesn't really... S- he doesn't say no. He, he says, just says, I have a cold, sick. get away wow, from that's me. Not, that's not a no. Th- no, but, like... That's not like that's not even lack of consent. That's just like, cause she like brush it. Is it? I don't know. Let's debate this. He, no, <laughs> I, this is the exact wrong podcast to debate this topic. Oh. I, I don't know. Like he didn't give like a, like he gave her cause for alarm. I don't think he gave her lack. He of consent. said, "I don't want to get you sick. I'm having a cold. I don't feel good." He didn't say. He didn't. I don't. Cause she kept like deflecting it. You know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. This is a. Very good topic to delve into. Maybe a little bit later, we can talk about this. But as of right now, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so Andy McDowell uh, ignores Doug Trio's uh, deflections of her advances and begins to uh, jack his cock off under the covers. And I want I want to make clear we're not like going really far into detail of the scene. It's genuinely like over a minute long. What, what do you say? Yeah, it's, easily. It's it's the worst part of the movie. I, it's perhaps I mean, the worst part. Uh, yes, yeah, I think the motif of this so entire far, yeah. ten minute chunk is just too long or doesn't need to belong. Does not belong. Too long or doesn't belong. That's uh, the motif. That's multiplicity. That's too long or doesn't belong. And also, it needs much less moaning from Michael Keaton. <laughs> Well, I mean, when you're getting your dick tugged off, you're gonna moan. That's fine, but I don't want to hear Michael Keaton. Yeah. Oh. Why? Why I'm not? not? I'm not trying to kink shame. I'm just saying <laughs> I don't want to hear Michael Keaton moaning this much for okay. two minutes straight. What if Laura was in on this, oh, and this Laura. was a test to see oh. the clones' loyalty, or to just test test out the clones? Do you think they'd have different? No, they they wouldn't have different sizes. No, dicks. they wouldn't have different <laughs> sizes. Exact copies. They are all uncircumcised, though. D- Doug one checks. Doug one check, you remember? Yeah, that's the right. Right. He, he, he looked checked. impressed. He checked in the Ponderosa. Yeah. yeah, that's right. He was so, somewhat impressed. So, okay. He's caught the Ponderosa. This is something we definitely have to talk about because are they exact copies or not? Because he, when they were peeing at the urinal, he looked over at his dick impressed. I think they're exact physical copies. So, but, a penis is not physical? 
Is that what you're saying? It, it's quite possible that with his life being in turmoil, Doug One has not had an erection in some years. <laughs> <laughs> he beats off too much, so his dick shriveled up. I guess this, that is true. Does he have a brand new Peppy, or is it is it free from the years of abuse and wear and tear that Michael Keaton's actual Peppy endured? I love that you guys are continuously trying to deflect from the fact that we had to watch uh, a minute and a half of Andy McDowell kissing Michael Keaton's face while miming, jacking him off under the covers. Yeah. No, that was real. She really did that. Can I get a clean? I think take? that might be slander. Yes. Can I get a clean take here, real quick? Pepe. Hey, I want you to put that in wherever I said penis. <laughs> okay. Because I said it too many times, and that's funnier. <laughs> so, uh, say, say, here, let's just, just spout off a couple of slang names for wiener. Just say a couple of them. I'm just going to use Pepe. Just Pepe? It'll be funny later, trust All right, me. Yeah. Pepe. All right. Pepe. Pepe. Peppy. 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 I'll say Pepe. Pepe. Peppy. 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 Now say questionary. Questionarily. Peppy? Peppy. Peppy. Michael Keaton sucks as he's trying. <laughs> I mean, yeah. to be fair, there was no direction that you could have given to actors. Of <laughs> Poor Andy McDowell's just got a kiss on the schlubby Michael Keaton guy's face and well, I'm jerking him off, well, pretending to be attracted to him. Oh my. Pretending well, for, to be well, for two full minutes, he, he moans. And says, oh my god, fever. Oh, oh yeah, I, I got a cough. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay, also, what the fuck? Who jerks off their husband of ten years at least? That's like some junior high shit. I don't buy that at all. I'm so confused. I, obviously they had sex later, but... How long have you been married, Adam? <laughs> Two weeks. Dang. Mm. That's alright. Oh, so you are the expert. Uh, <laughs> Compared to the two of you, Adam, first episode of Breaking Bad, Walter White gets jerked off by his wife of like twenty years. Oh, that, because he has cancer, she'd be delicate. He didn't have cancer by then. He that, still had cancer. He just didn't know. That one actually okay. might be more uncomfortable. Yeah, but, but that's that intentionally. Yeah, that's trying to be uncomfortable. This is not, and it's also interesting because before, the, if you wouldn't have this scene, it, uh, oh, never mind. So could, it, this is one of those weird movies where it's kind of almost. A family movie? Yeah. Like, it would only take... You wouldn't have to remove very much to make this a family movie. Yeah, like Dunstan checks in. But uh, but obviously it would suffer as a movie because of it, because some of the better jokes are kind of adult jokes. Yeah, the difference So between... why didn't they just go all the way with it and make it R-rated? I don't know. Why but... can't Michael Keaton say, say Peppy the... and replace that with Peppy yeah. too? The big difference between this and Dunstan checks in, though, is Dunstan checks in still somehow managed to be... Got under the guise of a family-friendly film. I don't think this has any such uh, affiliation. I think this Maybe is... Maybe because I think the kids are too uh, incidental. Maybe. Then again, it was the 90s. I mean, so was Dunstan Checks In. All bets are off anymore. I hope those kids are all right. We haven't seen them in a good 30 minutes. I was just... I completely forgot there were kids involved. I completely forgot there were kids in the equation. I didn't remember until you mentioned the fact that they weren't on the boat. They were keel-hauled. They're under the boat. <laughs> down there like the little barnacles you are says Michael Keaton <laughs> says Michael Keaton god of the sea <laughs> so we have the long scene that does not cut for, for far too long and then we go to uh, two throwing around cereal boxes and a, and a nice little bit of uh, slapstick like a raccoon he's just digging through 
stack upon stack of empty cereal box and packaging. In a scene that would make a... Uh, uh, Rocky Raccoon. No, a cereal box. I can't think of the name now. SpongeBob. <laughs> the director likes cereal box. Old cereal boxes. What are you talking about? Gosh, no, I can't think of a single movie he's directed. This is horrible. Directed Django Unchained, the only movie. Tarantino. 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 He likes cereal boxes. Oh, he does like old cereal feet. boxes. Yeah, he likes cereal boxes and feet. So in a scene that would make Quentin Tarantino blush, digging through, in a scene that would that would terrify Quentin Tarantino, old cereal boxes being destroyed. Haha, it's very funny. It only took me five minutes to remember his name because my brain is made of mashed potatoes at the moment. Uh, I've been saying that for years. Four says that he ate all of the bologna and all of the Count Chocolates. So he's a very hungry. He's a very he's a growing boy, Drew. He's a growing hungry boy. Double D uh, then migrates to try and find food in the house, but unfortunately, this intercept intersects his path with Handy McDowell, who is still very hungry because she is in the kitchen eating some chocolate syrup. Okay, Adam. Yes. Trick question. Uh oh. Not a trick question. I mean, real question. Real question. You are surprised by seeing someone who, you, who you're not supposed to see at the moment. You want to avoid them. What do you do to get away? I go, uh-oh, and make a commotion. <laughs> Incorrect. The right answer, as, as uh, Doug 2 clearly shows, is to slap the counter and push yourself back with I it. I said make Making a an extremely loud, yeah, making an extremely loud noise. I was Which right. Andy McDowell immediately notices. Y'all, my client clearly said he was making a commotion, a curmudgeon, and a hootenanny. He was hollering over there. So you must acquit. Everyone, uh, give a big round of applause. This is our southern lawyer character. He's his here. debut appearance. Yay. What's his name? Email us at edgingpodcast.gmail.com and no. tell us what his name is. The first person that... This isn't a joke. The first person that does that, we're actually going to use that name. Unless, Probably of course, not. it's like it's something anti-Semitic or something. That's no, all we, we're going to get now. We made the commitment. I hope I have, I, I, more, no, I have faith, faith in our audience. <laughs> yeah. We love you both. <laughs> then Michael Keaton's to uh, Double D, as we call him. Uh, he gets seduced by Laura, who has a nice little Easter egg, is wearing uh, Doug Trio's pajama shirts. I just noticed that in this watching. Oh, you're right, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they... The funny part is that uh, Double D gets seduced just because he's hungry and she has <laughs> chocolate syrup. I, and, and I there's, enjoy the uh, yeah, I enjoy the food play. <laughs> yeah, it, it's absolutely horrible. Another bit of Michael Keaton improv as they're like kissing against the counter, but he's like reaching into the cabinet for food. And he just like grabs a can of tuna. And he's like, I just want some of some of this. Oh yeah, so I want to get some of this. Yeah, I'm going to take. Uh, and then he just throws the can behind him. Which was more uncomfortable, this one or the one the hand job scene? The hand job scene. I do like I I do quite like his first attempt of getting out of it, which is. Uh, Oh uh, yeah, you want something to eat, honey? Uh, you want, want something to eat? <laughs> How insatiable is Laura? Did she just not? Did she not just get banged by Doug Trio? Well, I mean, if if the plot of this movie is to be, if if, if normal relationship dynamics are to be believed, with Michael Keaton's behavior lately, they probably haven't done it in months, if not years. <laughs> That's a good point. He's been busy. He's so busy, Adam. I just don't get it, though. Like, women don't even enjoy sex. That's, yeah. That's the big problem. I'm not sure why she would She would need more. And then and they Adam, have and this... And Adam, how long have you been married again? 
And then the Michael Keaton two have the sex so with the Laura, and then the, that's the end of the scene. You know what? I'm, no, it's I'm gonna, not. I'm gonna come out and say Yeah, I'm gonna come out and say this. I think that Laura definitely deserves Doug Trio. Like, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I I'm, I think you said this a while back on a previous episode. Yeah. The, but I definitely agree. The 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 very sad subplot of the movie that nobody ever notices is the fact that Laura likes Doug Trio better. <laughs> Yeah. Women just like softies. Sure, he annoys her with his his aluminum foil, uh, what was it, fold, fold, tuck, 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 fold, TTF. Tuck, tuck, fold, TTF, tuck, tuck, fold. <laughs> but I mean, you know, he doesn't yell at her and throw shit th- at their breakfast nook. He He's... never uh, told her to go to Ecuador, whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> no, I, that's a... what she always does. Oh, yeah, she's always telling him to go to Ecuador. He's a bit neurotic, sure, but you know he goes down. <laughs> Doug Trio or regular Doug? Doug Trio. Doug Trio. I was going to say, there's no fucking way. Doug oh, would probably say oh, it no. stinks. D- yeah, Doug, 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 Doug like, would that's gross. No, suck yeah, Doug would say it's gross. Adam, how's multiplicity going to end based on this, based on what you know it by this point? Well, I, I can't really say for sure how it's going to end at this point. I will tell you what's, what is definitely going to happen in the next few minutes of the next 10 minute chunk. We were, the last 30 seconds or so, we were set up with a very nice, uh, br- if brief, although brief <laughs> I, scene. I like it a lot. <laughs> where, uh, for... Pizza dog. Uh, pizza dog. Okay, I can look oh, pizza first, dog. I'd like to say, I thought this was kind of funny. You can't out-pizza the dog. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, 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 I like it. Oh, you guys want to order pizza? Yeah. Dude, pizza sounds fucking good. I love pizza. Only if we, like... Hold the slices vertically and lick them straight up and down. And put them in our wallets for later. <laughs> the, the only food I have in the house right now is bananas and almonds. It's <laughs> no pizza. But from <laughs> it, it could be pizza. From this little chunk that we just got, right as we were ending, yeah, we see Doug Four, Four, as we'll call him, Pizza Doug. Pizza Doug. Well, Pizza P- Doug is you want a scared pizza of lightning. Doug? I don't want a pizza that Doug. He's scared of lightning, and it's it's seeming like he's going to go into the house, where he is greeted by the the waiting puss of Andy McDowell, and she is going to have sex with Doug Four. I don't know how that's gonna happen. I I know it's coming. I know. I'm a hundred percent sure. There's oh. no other way. I think I figured out. Okay, I think I made sense to this scene. Because it, it, it seems weird that she would be so insatiable, right? Yeah. I think it's just implied that they got Ponderosa before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The one true aphrodisiac. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst pronunciation of aphrodisiac that's ever been. Wow, that was spot on. It was like I learned how to say it as I said it. That was spot on. Mm-hmm. That's how I don't, I've, when I've heard say it says it. So he's going to... Four is going to fuck Andy McDowell. Mm-hmm. She just... I hope she doesn't have sex with original Michael Keaton. I hate that motherfucker so much. <laughs> just, spoiler, do I have news for you, spoiler, Adam? Spoiler, they never have sex again. Thank God. Uh, I love that neither Sam nor I was making contact with each other nor Adam during that prediction. So be sure to come back next episode, everybody. Oh, God. It won't be the end of the movie, but it will be the end of the movie in the eyes of God as he sends a meteor to destroy it. <laughs> 
Oh, what a fantastic film. I've been Sam. I've been Adam. I've been Drew. And this is Edging On, Edging On, Edging On Multiplicity, your favorite podcast about Michael Keaton. And remember, you can't help pizza the dub. <laughs> edging On. Edging On. Edging On. Multiplicity. That was Edging on Multiplicity, a podcast where three brainless clones discuss multiplicity ten minutes at a time. You can email us at edgingpodcast at gmail.com. Edging on is a podcast by Sam featuring Adam and Drew. Music is done by Sam and edited by Adam.